What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just to love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. Lord, we don't need another mountain. There are mountains and hillsides enough to climb. There are oceans and rivers enough to cross, enough to last till the end of time. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just to love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. Lord, we don't need another meadow. There are more fields and wheat fields enough to grow. Here are sunbeams and moonbeams enough to shine. Oh, listen, Lord, if you want to do the only thing that there's just to live love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, oh, but just for everyone. Just for some, but for every everyone. Indeed. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. We are so glad that you have joined us this morning. Uh, this service, our 9.30 and our 11, uh, today on the 9.30, we welcome our live streamers. And then at, nine, at 11.30, it's also in person. <clears throat> you are always able to find these services on our YouTube channel or on our website if you'd like to um, see them later. We're blessed to host special guests today. Our community outreach partners are here in the Garden Court. Prism, Every Meal, Give Us Wings, Freedom House, Reclaim, Teaming Up with Teens, and Mobile Elementary. Stop by during service. Or, uh, uh, no, 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 not during the service. <laughs> not during the service. After the service. <laughs> Uh, after the service, um, and find out the positive difference that our partners make here in the Twin Cities in our world. All women are invited to a 
Women of Unity gathering today in the Fillmore Room at 1 p.m. To, to explore the future of this group. This group has been meeting for the last 15 years. We will be in person in the Fillmore Room, and we will also be on Zoom for those who are, are uh, unable to come in today. On Wednesday, March the 2nd, we will be holding a peace prayer vigil from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Zoom to hold our world in prayer, affirming divine guidance and peace in all situations. Join us for the entire two hours or any part of the time. The, the Zoom link will be in Happenings in Unity and also on Facebook. So I hope you will join us. First Friday Experience, which is part of our Stronger Together and Equity Initiative, returns on Friday evening, March the 4th at 7 p.m. Join us on Zoom to watch and discuss the real story of Rosa Parks and why we need to confront myths about black history. Um, Dr. David Eckard is going to be doing that. Eckard is going to be um, presenting that TED Talk. It's a fascinating one. Let Us Play is Dane Stauffer's ongoing performance arts play shop of art and creativity. Everyone age 16 and up can join the fun on Sunday, March 6th at 1 p.m. See you on Zoom. Our membership class is offered twice a year. Our upcoming spring class will meet four Wednesday evenings beginning March 9th on Zoom. Your membership matters. Please join us. Additional March opportunities include Keep a True Lent on Monday evenings with Karen Ani, one of our licensed Unity teachers. Jesus' Plan for a New World, which is a study on the Sermon on the Mount. And I will be leading that on Tuesday evenings um, or in the evenings on Zoom or Thursday morning in person, I think it's the other way around. Check the website on that. I know I will <laughs> at this point. <clears throat> okay. Um, on Sunday, March 13th, Reverend Megan Smith Brooks will be back on Zoom for her March web workshop, Inner Navigation for Healing and Transforming Grief. And that's at one o'clock on Zoom. And then March also brings Pack the Pews something that we weren't able to do as effectively last year. So this, this March, we're going to be packing the pews. Um, that is our annual collection for the local food shelves. Wait for more details. That will be on the website. And also, I want to um, just let you know that these releasing Release and Renew 2022, a spiritual practice for Lent, these booklets are out in the garden court. They are free for you to pick up. I think we have... 150 of those. If we run out, we can always find some more. Or you can go on the website, on the unity.org website, and, and get those. So pick these up, and they're a beautiful guide for moving us through this time of Lent. And now I'm going to, uh, if you have any questions about any of these events, especially the, work, the class I'm going to be doing, um, I would encourage you to check on the website um, for any details. They'll also be on our Facebook page and in the weekly emails, the happenings at Unity and the Peak of the Week. And, of course, you can always call here 
or email the church and get more information. And now Reverend Kevin is going to lead us in our opening prayer. Please join me in prayer. Just take a deep breath and just allow yourself to become present and still. Feel free to close your eyes if you so choose. Just center in. We begin our service with a sense of gratitude. Gratitude for this opportunity to come together in beloved community. Gratitude for the gift of this day. We breathe in love and know and affirm that love is the ultimate harmonizer and healer. We affirm peace, peace within, peace within. And we see the peace within moving out into our world as waves of peace and compassion. We especially envision the people of Ukraine and Russia surrounded in peace and compassion, protected from violence and war. We see their hearts and minds comforted in fear, anger, and uncertainty. We hold those who are in pain, grieving, displaced in comfort and peace. We see them healed and guided as to what is next. We especially wrap the children, the elders, and those more vulnerable in protective love and light. We now claim that the leaders of Russia and Ukraine and the entire world remember the truth of our oneness. We see them guided in the ways of peace, with wisdom, and with empathy. We allow our own Christ nature to extend love and compassion to all beings, including those who seem to have no compassion. We join with all people around the world, lifting our hearts and our consciousness. We remember that even the darkness, the light and the love of God is ever-present, awaiting our recognition. We claim and affirm for Ukraine, Russia, and our world this peace. We surrender to divine order, knowing fully that ultimately peace and love will prevail. And so it is, and so we just allow that to be. Amen. Beautiful Minnesota day, yes? I think we get to celebrate that. Please stand as you choose for our opening song, Sacred Love. Oh. 
again, welcome, welcome. What a day, the sun is shining. We're in double digits. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, yeah! <laughs> and it's, um, it's, feel the energy, feel it. What a glorious, glorious day. I want to welcome everyone who is here, everyone who's coming in live stream. Always, always feel that presence, whether we can see them we feel that energy, and so we say thank you. Thank you for being here. I also want to see if there's anyone here for the first time. You know, if, you, if you've not been here before, or as Reverend Pett would love to say, or you feel like you're here for the first time, find that courage and just raise your hand. Let us see. Yes, we have a visitors. One right there. Woo! Hi, the rose is from the congregation. It's a blessing for you. And inside that packet, there is a card. If you would fill it out and give us your information, we have a small gift for you. And for those of you coming in on live stream, welcome. Here's a rose for you as well. <laughs> and there is um, a place where you can find a, a digital card and fill that out for us online. And if you will send that in, we have a, have a special gift for you as well. So good to have you all with us today. And now, let's see what I need to do next. What I'd like to do next, this is the last Sunday um, as we honor Black History Month. And we have been, we've been honoring ministers um, all month long. And I wanted to honor two, the three people today. Two uh, Reverend David Belden and Reverend Sheila Cook, um, both of whom um, I only met very briefly um, before they passed after I got here, but I have their reputation preceded them in terms of the of the power and the presence that both of them brought here and to our into our movement. So I want to honor them. Uh, for the work that they have done, that they did as part of this community and as a part of the unity community at large. And I also want to honor um, a gentleman named Charles Walker. 
How many of you have sung those joy songs? If you went through NEYOU, you sang joy songs. We're going to hear one of those joy songs. We're going to this little light of mine. You know that one? Um, there are all kinds of joy songs. Charles Walker was a baritone. And this man, I, I fascinated to know. I had heard of the Wings Over Jordan Choir uh, growing up. He was the director of the Wings of Jordan Choir. He sang um, CBS radio broadcasts. I can just hear him in showboat. I just can imagine. Porgy and Bess and the Mikado. He also performed at the Met in New York and in Covent Garden in London. He was ordained a unity minister in 1983. It was his music for which he was ordained. He sang joy songs. He was invited. He came to the Great Lakes Regional Conference retreat uh, back in the 50s. And as he was there, he would get people standing and he would singing. And you, you, I can just, I actually heard a video, of, I mean, an, an audio tape of him. And you could just feel the energy coming off of that audio tape of this amazing voice singing. There's a spirit in my feet keeping me alive, keeping me alive, keeping me alive. And a comment from one of the members of the Great Lake Region said, everyone would be out of their seats dancing in the aisles. We have a tradition that we're following here of the music that is alive. And so I want to honor this amazing man, Charles King. His name is Charles King, not Charles Walker. Charles King. For doing, for leading us in that music. And I'm looking forward to hearing more music today. Yes? All right, and now let us say together our vision statement, which should be in your order of service. Centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. Can we say that again, please? <laughs> Centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. And now our affirmation for February, the last Sunday of the month, our courage to imagine, let us affirm together. My thoughts, words, and actions reveal my loving nature. And now I want to ask Reverend Kevin if he would join me. I believe we have an installation. It is indeed my honor and privilege to introduce you to our 2022 Board of Trustees. As you may know, last week at our annual meeting, we elected two new board members. And then what you may not know is yesterday, that group, that group gathered together for a retreat, at which point they elected among themselves who would be in what role for this coming year. And so I'm going to introduce those individuals and their role in just one moment. So I'll invite you, I'll call you one at a time and come on up here. And uh, I'll start with member at large, Rita Weber. Oops. Weber. Secretary Teresa Belden. Assistant Treasurer Darlene Erickson. Treasurer Michael Showalter. 
Vice President Judith Killian, President Nancy Merritt. pause to remember our true nature as children of God, to know the spirit of God's light, love, and life expresses through each of you as you bless the lives of our community that you have chosen to serve. You have accepted the office of Board of Trustees for Unity Minneapolis and expressed your willingness and desire to serve. Today, you make a public declaration, declaration which is a symbol of the commitment already made in spirit. We challenge you to remember that commitment is what transforms a (coughs) promise into reality. Commitment is the the stuff character is made of. Commitment contains the power to honor the past and at the same time step boldly into the future. A future not yet imagined but held in consciousness. Commitment is the daily moment-to-moment triumph of integrity over skepticism. Are you prepared to discharge the duties and responsibilities as a member of the Board of Trustees of Unity Minneapolis to always look to your inner Christ spirit for wisdom, guidance, inspiration, and follow the truth teachings and principles of this ministry? If so, please say, I do. I do. We hereby install you as the 2022 Board of Trustees of Unity Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. May you serve with peace, love, and joy in all you do as the Christ expresses through you. And now, if you would, stand as you desire and let us give this wonderful, wonderful crew our unity blessing. Do you remember that blessing? Yeah. Board of Trustees, we love you. We We appreciate you. you. We behold the Christ in you. We gonna do that again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do that again. Those of you live streaming, join us. We love you. We bless you. We appreciate you, and we behold the Christ in you. Amen. All right, and you may be seated. You're welcome, welcome. And now I believe in Robin, you will be reading our daily word. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. As the usher brings down the prayer box, you are invited to mentally add your prayers to the written class in the box. And please remembering Remember to hold Reverend Pat 
our senior minister in prayer while he is on sabbatical. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written requests. You may also submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are then prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today, Sunday, February 27th, 2022, is comforted. We affirm, I am enfolded in God's comforting peace. I like to travel through life lightly, with a happy heart. But sometimes I am laid low by a seeming insurmountable obstacle or loss. I understand that painful periods visit everyone occasionally. I open to my feelings of sadness and sorrow and seek the comfort of God's presence in myself and in my loved ones. As I become willing to embrace my feelings while I process my pain, I trust I will be comforted. Pain has come to pass. God's love and strength remain and will be with me always. I am grateful for the encouragement of family and friends. Their loving support comforts me. Even when no one is by my side, I know that I am not alone. I find comfort in the Christ presence within me. I move bravely through the pain, enfolded in the comforting peace of God. And from Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. We affirm, I am, I am enfolded in God's comforting presence. The word for today is comforted.
Join me now as we step into a time of prayer and meditation, centering moving into that place that God is. That place, that sense of energy, that knowing that we are all one. Let us center. That place that we can go to when we have no words. And the words seem inadequate. And know that the energy that is love, that is that place that is God, is enough. We take a deep breath. We release the tension, the anxiety discomfort the fear and we find a sense of peace as we begin this time of prayer and meditation share with you the words of Rabbi Abraham Heschel. We do not step out of the world when we pray. We merely see the world in a different setting. The self is not the hub, but the spoke of the revolving wheel. In prayer, we shift the center of living from self-consciousness to self-surrender. God is the center toward which all forces tend. God is the source, and we are the flowing of that source, source, the ebb and the flow of its tides. Prayer takes the mind out of the narrowness of self-interest and enables us to see the world in the mirror of the holy. In this moment, on this morning, where there is unrest, both near and far, where individuals die or killed both near and far. Let us raise our prayers seeing the world through the mirror of the holy and know that we are the ones. We are the ones who make up the one. Let us do that now 
and the silence. And as we bring ourselves back into this moment, hear these words from John Rodell. I can't make the world peaceful. I can't stall tanks from roaring down roads. I can't convince the news to stop turning war into a video game. I can't silence the sound of bombs tearing neighborhoods apart. I can't turn a guided missile into a bouquet of flowers. I can't make a warmonger have an ounce of empathy. I can't convince ambassadors to quit playing truth or dare. I can't deflect a bullet from turning a wife into a widow. I can't stave off a country being reduced to ash and rubble can't do any of that. The only thing I can do is love the next person I encounter without any conditions or strings. To love my neighbor so fearlessly that it starts a ripple that stretches from one horizon to the next. I can't force peace on the world. I can become a force of peace in the world. Because sometimes all it takes is a single lit candle in the darkness to start a movement. God, make me a candle of comfort in this world. And let me burn with peace. If it's magic, then why can't it be everlasting? Like the sun that always shines, like the poet's endless rhyme, like the galaxies in time. If it's pleasing, then why can't it be never leaving? Like the day that never fades Like on seashore there are shells Like the time that always tells It holds the key to every heart Throughout the universe it fills 
fills you up without a fight and quenches every thirst. So, if it's special, then with it, why aren't we as careful as making sure we dress in style? Posing pictures with a smile, keeping danger from a child. It holds the key to every heart throughout the universe. It fills you up without a bite and quenches every thirst. So magic why can't we make it everlasting like the lifetime of the sun it will leave no heart undone there's enough for everyone Mom, no jeans. <laughs> I just wanted to feel her smile before I started. I'm speaking about love, and I'm speaking about Lent, and my mother was my first teacher for both. And I get to be what Reverend Kevin would call the closer for our month-long discussion on love. And I'm the opener for the season of Lent. And I've never done this before. You wonder why I want my mother up here with me. <laughs> and I get to follow T. Michael and that our incredible band and those beautiful lyrics. And when I looked up the words to If It's Magic, one reviewer said they were the most beautiful lyrics Stevie Wonder ever graced the world with. Even though he never uses the word love, the song is an open-ended expression of infinite love. So, how do we become open-ended expressions of infinite love? That's my teaser to keep you around till the end. <laughs> so, we, February, we looked at I am love. We began with Reverend Tony pondering the many definitions of love and the power of the heart she reminded us God is love and love is God. That next week, Reverend Kevin talked about self-love and self-compassion and about loving and accepting all the parts of ourselves. And he gave us some helpful practices. Last week, Reverend Tony spoke about loving communities and about loving your neighbor, neighbor as unique parts of you and asking, who is my neighbor? 
and I'm here to speak about the meaning of Lent. Lent is a season of reflection, release, and renewal, and return to our true identity, that divine love that's within us. But before that, I want to share some of my experience of growing up and of Lent. The details may be different, but I bet more than a few of you will know what I'm talking about. I grew up with an open-minded Catholic mother who found great strength and comfort in her faith. She loved God, she loved Jesus, she loved the Virgin Mary, and she loved us. I'm not sure what religion my father was, but he went along for the Catholic ride. <laughs> and I assume she suggested that we give up sweets for Lent, my brother and I, because I don't think we would have come up with that. But that sweets meant candy, cookies, ice cream, cake. And we'd have the philosophical discussion, is pudding a sweet or is it just thick milk? <laughs> so we, uh, we did get a reprieve on Sundays and for my brother's birthday in March and for St. Patrick's Day because my mother was Irish. <laughs> and my brother and I would laugh, which were church rules and which were mom rules? <laughs> So, uh, so we had one of our Lenten rituals was we would stay up till midnight on Saturday night and watch with my father and watch Horror Incorporated Midnight. And they were those old movies of the werewolf and the mummy and Frankenstein, but we weren't there for the movies. Like my brother said, 1201, we hit the sweets. So, and we, we did indulge. And I said, even now I see a poster of the werewolf of Frankenstein and I want a Twizzler. <laughs> so, and I'm not sure if that brought us much closer to God, but it did make those, our abundant Easter baskets look even more enticing. And our Lenten fast was over at three o'clock on Holy Saturday when we broke the fast with milkshakes at McDonald's. And I'm quite sure that was a mom rule. <laughs> and uh, as far as no meat on Friday, we... Um, I was pretty much born, I was an animal lover, and I couldn't eat meat pretty much from the beginning. So Fridays were a bonus. I got to eat mac and cheese and potato pancakes, and it was perfect for my budding vegetarianism. And in later years, after my mother prayed my brother and I back into the church, she, she and I would go to, to Stations of the Cross every Friday, and Holy Thursday and Good Friday, we would go to together. My brother got the weekly masses on Easter Sunday. But the, even after I found unity, I continued to do this with my mother because I knew how important it was to her. And I, it was good for me, too. And as I sat at her funeral in the Basilica of St. Mary last year, I realized that prayer and ritual we had spent together, the time we spent together in Lent, it helped heal our relationship. And even though unity is my spiritual home now, I am so grateful I had that Lenten time with her. So what is Lent? It's a 40 days plus six Sundays between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday. It's not in the Bible. And it began around the first century after the death and resurrection of Jesus. And it didn't begin as 40 days. That came from the examples of Moses and Elijah and to commemorate the 40 days of fasting and prayer Jesus spent in the wilderness. 
And the word Lent comes from the Anglo-Saxon word for spring. And like spring, it's a time of rebirth and a time for spiritual transformation. In unity, we observe Lent not by giving up things, but by releasing negative, negative thoughts and feelings. We fast from, ne from negative thinking or behavior that create a sense of separation from, from God or our authentic selves. We, we realign with Christ consciousness through prayer, meditation, and quiet reflection and come home to our divine identity. Charles Fillmore wrote in Keeping a True Lent, Lent is a season of spiritual growth, a time for progressive unfoldment. When we can blend and merge our mind with God mind, the way is open for the Lord to glorify us and lift us up to a higher, purer, more spiritual state. And this, this book, Keeping a True Lent, is a very a wonderful guide to the season, and it has readings for each of the 40 days. And my good friend Karen is teaching a class in this, and I, I encourage you to join her. She's a, she's a great teacher. So how do we release our old way of being and step into a new, expanded life? How do we become that open-ended expression of infinite love? Imagine yourself as a lighthouse. Your outside appearance is uniquely you, never to be repeated in all of creation. Some are taller, some are shorter, some are wider, some are narrower. Some beam lights in one direction, some beam all around, some blink, some are steady. Different glorious forms, but all shining with the same light. The powerful light of divine love that we've been hearing about all month. A manifestation of I am love. This is your true identity. The same light in each of us, filling us up and shining out into the world in a way only you can shine. And as we know, your, your bright, beautiful light is desperately needed in the world today. Never, ever underestimate the power of that light. So why do we feel sometimes less than shiny? Much like that lighthouse needs a little upkeep to beam that light, so do we. I like to think about it as internal spring cleaning, a yearly practice of clearing out. And Lent is an ideal time for this task in preparation for Easter. Mental debris can collect in our individual consciousness. Fears, resentments, limitations build up and affect how we see ourselves, how we see others, and how we see the world. And we don't even notice how that's diffusing our light. When I got new glasses last year, I brought my old glasses with, and I complained to the optometrist, I don't think I should be driving at night anymore. I can't see the white lines, I can't see the cars, or the lights are diffused. And I said, is this aging? He picked up my old glasses and said, have you looked at these? They're covered with tiny scratches. Oh, so I got new glasses, I got new vision. 
And, and there was an accumulation of stuff that changed how I saw the world. During these 40 days of Lent, we can notice what has accumulated in our thinking and distracts us from the truth of who we are. And this buildup of sticky thinking doesn't mean we're doing anything wrong. It's how life works as spiritual beings having this human experience. We pick up idle thoughts and musty beliefs along the way. That's just how the creative process works. And what makes this kind of releasing a spiritual practice rather than another self-help project is we use the power of divine love within us to notice what we want to let go of. Our divine identity gently guides our humanity. And cleaning can be joyful and actually easy. As Charles Fillmore said, denying our error thinking can be as gentle as brushing away cobwebs. So what are the cobwebs, dust bunnies, and smudges in your lighthouse? This is where that quiet reflection comes in. For me, some of the habitual stories I tell myself get in the, I, are, would get in the way. One of my favorites is, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. It's my inner mean girl trying to keep me safe and small. The funny part of it is I hear those words as I'm actually doing what I was told I can't do. So walking up to this podium and standing in front of you, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that. So just good to notice those things we say over and over to ourselves that simply are not true. And another one for me is Lord, I am not worthy. And I said that every week at Mass as a small girl. And I, it probably had its place in the service. But as a girl growing up and hearing that over and over again, it wasn't helpful. And I'm so lucky, years later, I stood next to a progressive nun during Mass who stomped her foot and said, Lord, I am worthy. And, And that really helped, but my childhood voice still comes in. And another nun, another nun story, Lenten nun story, was one nun I knew would use glitter to make the sign of the cross on our foreheads instead of ashes and say, you are stardust, and to stardust you will return. And I'm so grateful for my friendship with the Sisters of St. Joseph, they were a big, big, play a big part in shifting who I saw myself as. And, sorry, I get choked up just thinking of that. I can't, I can't tell you what your spring cleaning will look like, but simply notice when life feels constricted, narrow, anxious, when your mood drops, when your thinking speeds up and feels urgent. We can use the way we feel to, re to remind us to return to the love that we are and gently notice where we have forgotten our true identity. It's also helpful to listen to the words you speak. 
Are you complaining, criticizing, gossiping? I was talking to my friend Terry last week, and I indulge in gossip. And before I did it, I could feel the good voice, not the inner mean girl, but the wise voice saying, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. And I still said it. And it, it didn't feel good. And much like that third bowl of ice cream about 12.20 during my childhood, it seemed like a good idea at the time, but not so much. And the more we come home to love and to, to really feel that love, the less we indulge in those habits of speech. It simply doesn't feel right. That uncomfortable feeling reminds us that we have forgotten who we are. And a teacher of mine, Jack, Dr. Jack Kransky, says, all we are is peace, love, and wisdom, and the power to create the illusion that we are not. As we release who we are not, our who we are shines even brighter. We can do this at any time, but it's especially powerful in the season of Lent in preparation for Easter, a time of renewal, rebirth, and resurrection. And there's power in doing this together. In Matthew, scripture tells us in Matthew 18, 20, for when two or more gather in my name, there I am with them. Spring cleaning with God, our inner divinity, can be done with kindness and curiosity. Insight occurs when we bring our messiness to divine love. And as it's spring cleaning our house, our homes can feel lighter, brighter, and more spacious. We can feel that way also. The loving light that we are can shine out into the world and heal it. Anne Lamont, said, Anne Lamont said, lighthouses don't go running all over the island looking for boats to save. They just stand there shining. This doesn't mean we don't take action, but we do it from a place grounded and centered in love, and there's so much power in that place. Everything we have looked for outside ourselves is in that light and love of the divine, right there within you. So this Lent, remember your truth and see the truth in others. Shine bright and see the light in others. We can use this Lenten season to reflect on who we truly are, release what we are not, and renew our commitment to being brilliant, beautiful lights in the world. We are part of a supportive community taking the spring cleaning journey together. This Lent, Rather than putting down that Snickers, pick up your spiritual swifter and know you are not doing it alone. Reflect, release, renew. And at the end of this Lent, our lights are going to shine so bright that they're going to hand out these. 
on Easter morning. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> spiritual, created by the enslaved African. And as we move out of Black History Month, it's important to remember that the spiritual was the first nonviolent resistance. Think about it, y'all. That that song was a way to ignite the listener to understand the plight of those who needed others to experience the sense of need for compassion and empathy. You know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We all can see it. And guess what, y'all? <laughs> it ain't an oncoming train. <laughs> this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Will this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine deep down in my heart, y'all. Hey, deep down in my heart, I'm gonna let it shine. Deep down in my heart, I'm gonna let it shine. Deep down in my heart, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine.
shine. I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it. We gonna finish up. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. One more. Michael, so glad you're here. <laughs> so, we are so blessed. Reverend Tony, awesome meditation. Carla, beautiful lesson. I am so proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel blessed? Do you feel a little bit lighter today? Yeah. Now is a time in our service when we ask you to practice along with us this giving and receiving, that law knowing that this is all about circulation in terms of moving of money and gifts and talent and time and all of that. So I'm going to ask you to gift to Unity Minneapolis. I ask you to take responsibility for your spiritual community. And there's a number of ways you can do that, certainly online, consistent giving, envelopes in the uh, aisles, as well as the QR code in your program. So I'll also ask you to say our offertory blessing, which is in the order of service. I'll say it once, ask you to do that with me, and then once again, silently. And that offertory blessing is divine love flowing through me, blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And now silently. give thanks today for this day for this community for the blessings of music and words 
blessing of prayer. We give thanks for those who have given today of their time, of their talent, and of their treasure. We bless all of those gifts, the givers, and we open ourselves to be the givers again, taking in those gifts and returning them out into those for whom they will be a blessing. Give thanks for Unity Minneapolis, for the love that we share, and for the light that we shine. And so it is. Amen and amen. I want to add my, oh my goodness, to Carla today. Yeah. Another one of our blessings is that we have two amazing licensed Unity teachers that support us and serve us, as we also have amazing prayer chaplains. I would ask our prayer chaplains for the day, if you would stand, please. Let us, let us see you and honor you for the time and the commitment that you make to this community for holding space, for being here with us today and always and holding all of us in, a, in your prayers. Thank you. May you be blessed as well. And for those of you, um, these prayer chaplains will be here during between service. If you would like prayer, one-on-one -on -one prayer, please see, seek one of them out. For those of you who are coming in live stream, um, you can, there will be a Zoom, there's a Zoom ID on your screen. You can have a one-on-one -on -one prayer time with one of our prayer chaplains um, in between the services. All is held in confidence and all is done with love. So thank you, thank you. Cassidy, are you here? Yeah, all right. Let's say hi to Cassidy Meeks. Go on. No. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's great to see everybody in the audience. We are having so much fun in the youth and family ministry going through the Lumendorf series, which is the Harry Potter series. We're on week seven talking about the phoenix and the idea of rebirth and rising above our difficulties. I just, I wish each of you could be in the room when these kids just share their wisdom. It's unbelievable. And we have another service coming up at 1130 uh, in person for the younger ones, in person or online for our Uniteens and YOU. And of course, our nursery is open. So if anybody has grandkids or regular kids or, you know, <laughs> kids off the street that you just want to bring in, <laughs> we would. We would be delighted to care for them. And if you want to be love in action, there's lots of great organizations out there. And there's also spots available in our youth and family ministry if you want to come share your gifts that way. Thank you very much. Thank you. To, to talk to her later about what regular kids are. I, I don't know any of those, but that's okay. That's okay. We can talk about that. I want to remind you that out in the garden court, our, our outreach partners are there. They are wanting to share with you what they do and how we work together. So please stop by and share with them. Find out who they are 
and what we do and how you might be able to work with them as well um, through our outreach program. I also want to remind you that there are the Lenten booklets out in the, in the garden court. Please, as long as they last, please take one. Um, there are some amazing readings um, and prayer guidance in this as well. And of course, as uh, Carla mentioned to us, uh, Karenani will be teaching a class on Keep a True Lent. And I will find out exactly what times my Jesus class is going to be and when. And we'll be there as well. That's been an interesting um, investigation for me on what the Sermon of the Mount's all about. So I'm going to ask Carla and Reverend Kevin to come up and join us. And today, I'm going to ask you folks to, as we say the prayer for protection today, let us be in prayer with that prayer for protection, knowing that that power of that prayer moves from our hearts into the hearts of all, both near where there is, in fact, violence, discord, and far where there is violence and discord. So let us say together, the prayer for protection. I ask you to close your eyes, take a deep breath, stand as you are able, are willing, and let us say this together. The light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. And the presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is, and all am divine, and all is well. Now let us sing that peace song together. In my life, 
I have someone who needs me, someone I've needed so long. For once I'm afraid, I can go where life leads me. Somehow I know I'll be strong. For once I can touch what my heart used to dream of. Love before I knew. Sorrow hurt me, not like it's hurt me before. For once I have someone I know won't desert me. I'm not alone anymore. For once I can say that it's mine, you can take it. Long as I know I got Thank you, Unity Minneapolis. 